So today we are going to be talking about contracting. Now, this is a subject that I would consider myself an expert on. I have been contracting since 2015, and it has allowed me to sustain myself without being an employee. So if you are looking to discover your career passion, kind of dip your toe into your career passion, I think that contracting is an amazing way to do that. And in this episode, not only do I outline how I did it, but I also give you some tips and strategies on how you can do it too. So keep listening. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Gen X Career Show, the only podcast designed specifically for the Gen X professional who wants to start a new chapter, finally finding passion and fulfillment in the work that they do every day. I'm your host, Kay Kirkman. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Gen X Career Show. Kay Kirkman here, your host for today. And we are talking about independent contracting in this episode, specifically the exact process that I use to transition from my job into my career passion. And I'm going to outline what I did to allow me the freedom to pursue various passions and how you can do the same in your own industry. So the first thing I want to do is just talk a little bit about the different business models that are out there that could help you transition from what you're doing now to what you want to do. You know, a lot of people that I talk to have this fear, obviously, about what they're going to lose if they leave their current role, especially those who are in the Gen X age demographic, because we've already amassed quite a bit of experience, seniority, leverage at our current role. So even if we're not too excited about it, the economic ramifications of leaving in a sudden way could be pretty scary. And so I do want to start this episode off by saying I am not advocating for anyone to quit their job or to do independent contracting the way I did. It can be a little bit risky. It doesn't always work out if you don't get a steady flow of work. But if you plan properly and if you take the necessary steps to ensure that everything is in place before you make any kind of move, it can be a great way to transition out of a job, especially if you're at a point where you're feeling like it's soul-sucking, you're feeling like you're looking at the rest of your life and just getting really depressed at the thought of staying there. So if you're in a situation where you really, really want to get out, this can be a good way to not abruptly leave, but to plan out and be able to transition in an easier way, let's say that, than if you just abruptly quit, which sometimes you get to that point where that's what you want to do, but you want to step back, think about what you can do. So 
different work models. Obviously, with the state of the world right now, we have been exposed in 2020 and in 2021 to the fact that there is not just one work model. You know, companies who thought they would never be able to have their employees not be in the office are finding that not only can they do it, not only do they have the technology to do it, but the employees aren't skipping a beat. They are being just as productive or in some cases even more more productive than they were when they went in the office. And so we're seeing in the workplace that there is more of an openness to different forms of work. Teleworking has always been something that's been a thing, but again, with 2020, companies are starting to embrace it even more as a business model, which means there are a lot more opportunities for remote work. Now, that means that that opens up a whole nother model where you could potentially still be at your regular job, but doing something else that's, say, in a teleworking capacity. Teleworking, obviously, is one form or one work model. You have freelancing, you have uh, you know side hustling, part-time work, you have just all sorts of work and contract work, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So the way I'm going to start off the show is I'm going to talk about exactly what I did to use contracting to transition into uh, my career passion, which of course is growing this podcast, coaching, and training and development. Those are the things that I'm doing, and I was able to do this all through transitioning with contracting. Now, the second part of the show, I am going to talk about how you can find contracting work. So obviously, this is going to vary depending on the industry that you're in, the type of work that you do what your career passion is, what you want to transition into, but I'm going to give you just an outline, a blueprint that you can use and you can tailor it to your particular situation. And then finally, I'm going to go over a few ways that you can leverage contracting in order to pursue or transition into your career passion. So starting out, I'm going to tell you what I did. So I was working at a job. This was in 2015. Before that, I had been, uh, my whole career pretty much had been, after I left radio, my whole career had pretty much been in sales. So I had a position that I was at for seven years. And then the position that I left to start contracting, I was there for eight years. And so What I did is in my most recent role, my most recent job as an employee, I I knew that I wanted to transition out of what I was doing for several reasons. I knew that there were other things that I was interested in. You know, I had taken this sales role and what I found in my sales role, my sales role helped lead me to my career passion because It was in sales that I was able to do training. And when I started doing training, that's when I realized that I was really passionate and excited about training, adult learning. And that wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have discovered that 
had it not been a major role in my sales job. And so I was I was in a job, I was an employee, and I knew that I wanted to transition out and that I really wanted to focus more on training. Training was a part of my job, but it wasn't all that I did, and that's what I wanted to do. And so that was one reason. The second reason was that there were layoffs that were starting to happen at my job. It was one of those situations where the writing was on the wall. People were getting laid laid off. There was a lot of talk about layoffs and they were starting to do waves of layoffs. In my mind, I was like, well, how long is it going to be? Or how soon is it going to be before I'm on the chopping block as well, for lack of a better term? I knew that I had to start planning out my next move, not only for increased fulfillment, but also just in terms of practicality, this job was going away. And so what I started doing is I started researching companies that would allow me to train as a contractor. And I found that there were several companies that would allow that. Uh, So I started looking at the various companies that were out there. You know, I can speak for training because that's what I did. Uh, There were some organizations where you had to have certain, you know, specific requirements. So, for example, there was a, a particular agency that would send you out on contracts, but you had to have a master's degree or an MBA because they wanted to send you out to do very specific trainings on subjects where that was necessary. If you wanted to, for example, do project management training, you did have to have a background in project management. I was doing more communication, soft skills, emotional intelligence, things of that nature. And so there wasn't the degree requirement. But those are just some things that you might need to consider. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. So for me, I researched these companies and found a company, actually found two companies, and I started contracting. Now, my job was such, it was a sales role. So I had a company car. I worked from home except for when I was in the field. So for me, it was easier to start contracting even while I was at my my current position. I was able to do it on vacations, and I was able to do some training that was local you know, in between my job. So that worked out for me. With the company car, I had to start planning and I actually had to buy my own car because I knew that once I left this job, I wasn't going to have a car through them anymore and I would have to have my own. So those are just little things that I did to start planning in advance. I worked as a contractor for probably, it had to have been at least six months to a year before I actually fully transitioned out of contracting, or excuse me, out of my role, my employee role, to a contracting role. And so that was the process that I went through. So as you're listening to me, think about what you're doing right now. Think about your industry. Would there be ways for you to go through an agency to do what it is that you do? Uh, one thing that comes to mind is consulting, you know, management consulting. A lot of times there are agencies that will contract you out to do that. So that's just one of the things that came to mind for me. But you will have to do some research to see how you could apply my story to what it is that you want to do. And it may not work in all 
industries. But as we go along, I'm going to tell you some ways that you might be able to leverage contracting, even if you're not able to use an agency in order to get work. So speaking of getting work, now I want to move on to talking about how do you find these contracting gigs or how do you find contracting work? So I told you about the route that I took, which was going through agencies. But again, you might not have agencies that'll contract you out. So I want to give you a couple of suggestions that you can use. Where I would start is just to take whatever it is that you're currently doing, do a Google search of that thing that you're doing plus contracting or contractor. So for example, for me, I would Google training contractor or contract training or independent contract management consulting, independent contract, independent contractor administrative work. Whatever it is that you do, put that with contract and see what comes up or contractor, independent contractor. You know, when you do a Google search, you're creative, you're putting together different words to see what you get in the search results. So that's where I would start. I would start with a simple Google search. Now, you can do it that way. You can say, for example, for me, training contractor, independent contracting, independent contract training, put together different words. You might have a different set of words that you know might uh, yield a search result that would give you some really good data that you could use in your own situation. So once you've done your Google search, start looking around and see what you see. See if there's anything that's interesting. See if there's anything that you'd like to pursue. Also, at this time, if you have friends at different companies, you can kind of ask around with them. Hey, does your company hire contractors in whatever it is that you do? You can start to network within your own network. Of course, you want to be careful with that, depending on the climate at your current role. But this is just the initial phase where you're starting to see exactly what this would look like, how it would play out if you started to pursue a contracting role. So Google search, tap into your network, find out exactly what it is that you want to do. Another way that you can start to do research is to look at the major job boards. So Indeed, Glassdoor, Monster, whatever else is out there, and do a search for whatever it is that you do as and contracting. Do a search for contract trainer or contract training manager, contract management consultant, contract teacher, contract educator. All of those are just different ways that you can start to, again, do some research and find out what it is that's out there Once you've done that and you start to see what is coming up in Indeed, 
you can, again, start to see if there are companies that are looking for contractors. You could start to reach out to them. You could start to, again, see if anybody in your network is working at those companies. Once you start to get your search results, that will inform the next steps that you'll take. Now, another tip is don't look for contracting roles. Just do a search once again in the major job uh, job boards, so Monster Indeed, any of those job boards that you would use, Glassdoor, and just search for your current job title or the job title of your career passion, whatever that is. Just do a search for that on the job boards and see who's hiring for those types of positions, okay? So once again, in, in, this, in this way, what you're doing is you're just looking as if you were a job seeker looking for another job, not as a contractor, but just looking for another job. Now, once you see what jobs people are hiring for, you can start reaching out to those hiring managers and proposing that you do the job as a contractor. Once again, we're in a time when people are a lot more open to different types of work models. So what if you stayed in your current position, but you were doing some contracting on the side for a position that was advertised as an employee position, but you proposed to the hiring manager that you could do it as a contractor. Would that save that employer money on benefits, you know, all the other things that they would have to pay as an employee expense? Maybe, maybe not. But these are just some creative ways that you can use in order to start to, once again, get data on how you might be able to use contracting to transition into something that you want to do. So once again, do a Google search and then also go to the job boards and just and search for contracting positions, but then also search for regular positions and start approaching those companies to see if those could possibly be done as a contract. So those are just two suggestions. Now, just a little bit before we go into how to leverage contracting, I just want to say that contracts work in a variety of different ways. So you need to have an idea of what it is that you want to propose. So some contracts are for a set amount of time. They could be three months, they could be six months, uh, they could be a year. And I haven't even gotten to, into government contracting. That'll be a whole nother show because that's 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 a whole nother, uh, whole nother animal. But all contracts work in different ways. Again, some have fixed time periods, but then some don't have fixed time periods. They're ongoing. So you want to, again, think about for yourself, what would you like? Do you want a long-term commitment? Would you like a short-term commitment? Short-term commitment might work well if this is something you're using to transition into something else. So I just wanted to point that out, that you do need to be aware in terms of the lengths of the contract. And so when you're actually creating a proposal, 
you want to make sure that you're specific on how long the contract is. And so once you start doing these Google searches and reaching out to people in your network, reaching out to people at companies, you'll start to get a sense on how they do things. And a lot of times they'll help walk you through what the process will be. But you do want to have some sense of you know how to write up a contract. And once again, you can research all of this online to see how you would write up a contract to propose it to someone for your particular industry. All right, and so the last part that I wanna talk about here is how to leverage. How do we leverage contracting? So we've done our research. We found a contracting position that we think fits us and that will help us to transition into this career passion that we have. How do we leverage contracting in order to make that transition? So there are a couple of different setups here that might be happening, and I'm going to go through each one and give suggestions on how you could use leverage in each one. So the first one is you want to leave your current position, meaning bye-bye, I'm gone, I'm going to get this contract, and I'm out. So if if you're going this route, a couple of things I would recommend. First of all, make sure you have savings. Know the standard is the six month to a year. I would have some savings set aside so that just in case anything happens, you've got some income to fall back on. That's the first thing. You want to plan ahead. You know, I talked about how I purchased a car, had some savings, started. Uh, researching companies that could contract me out. I actually signed up with two different companies just to make sure that I was working a lot. And that was very beneficial because I always had work. And so you want to, if you are flat out just leaving a position, you want to make sure that you plan ahead. So whatever ways that would be for you. So once again, savings, do you need to buy a new car? If you have a company car, you know, what money do you need? Are the contracts set up? You know, you want to have all of that stuff in place before you turn in that letter of resignation. And that probably just goes without saying, right? All right. So if you're leaving the position totally and you're going into a contract situation, just make sure to plan ahead. Now, the second scenario would be you're staying at your current position as a contractor. Now, this is going to be dependent on the type of company you work for, the type of relationship that you have with your boss. Not everyone would be able to go into this type of situation where you have a conversation with your supervisor saying, hey, I want to stop working as an employee and start working as a contractor. Now, in that situation, what you would more than likely be doing is getting several contracts, or maybe not several, but you'd have a few different contracts. And it's almost like you're starting your own business and your company would be your first client. That's kind of like what that situation would look like. And I have talked to people that have done this, but again, you have to have a, a certain type of relationship with your employer and you it has to work in, in the company's model. So the first way we talked about is just leaving the position totally. We talked about the importance of planning in that situation. Then I talked about staying at your current position as a contractor. Uh, and then 
The third thing that you might possibly do is stay at your current position, but do contracting on the side. So that would be almost like having a part-time contract while you're still working. And that's kind of what I did initially, but then I eventually transitioned out. So had my company not been laying off so much, I might have just stayed at my company and continued to contract at, you know, with the agencies and just have that as something else coming in because I, I enjoyed training so much. So, you know, they're like, like I said, there are lots of different scenarios and it's really going to be dependent, dependent on your own situation, but that's another option. You stay at your current position and you take a contract on the side. So once again, the three ways that you can leverage contracting, if you want to transition into something new, you can leave your position totally. You can stay at your current position and contract on the side or you can leave your position and ask your employer if you can, instead of being an employee, be a contractor at your own place of business. And I just want to talk about that one a little bit more. Uh, just, I just want to say one thing about that. What that scenario might look like is, let's say you're in a role that you've been in for years and there's another department. So let's just say that you're in HR. And you always dreamed of being in sales. You know, companies are always looking for great salespeople. So you might go to your employer and say, hey, you know, I am really interested in sales. This is my career passion. I would love to see if sales is something that I would enjoy. Could I contract in the sales department and, you know, still be responsible, still make sure that my job duties are done, but I would just contract in sales on my off hours, or we could work out some arrangement where I'm working in a different department. So when I say stay at your job and contract in that way, what I'm talking about is like in another department. If your career passion is in another area, which is within the umbrella or under the umbrella of your current company, you might be able to work out an arrangement where you could again do your do your duties that you have currently but also contract in a different area so that's what i meant by that so once again those three ways to leverage you can leave your position totally you can stay at your current position but as a contractor and so you go from employee to contractor or you can stay at your current position as an employee and then do some contracting in a different department. So just to wrap everything up that we talked about today, first of all, I gave you my story of how I transitioned from employee to contractor, exactly what I did. Then I gave you some ways that you can research where to find these contracts. And then the third thing I, I talked about was how can you leverage independent contracting to transition into your dream job or your career passion. So hopefully all of that was helpful. If you have any questions, you can always email the show. The email is genxcareershow at gmail.com. You can visit the website, which is your Gen X career 
leave us a comment, contact us that way. We would always, we always love to hear from you. But that is it. Once again, hope that was helpful and we will see you the next time. Thanks for joining us this week on the Gen X Career Show. Make sure to visit our website, yourgenxcareer.com. And while you're there, grab your free dream job discovery list, a curated collection of over 20 job titles to spark your imagination, ignite your passion, and move you one step closer to work you truly enjoy.